You are Locked On Angels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network and FanRag Sports. up everybody how's it going my name is patrick zajac your host of locked on angels minor league play-by-play broadcaster and first row rider of the emotional roller coaster that is angels baseball welcome to your daily angels update here on locked on angels part of the locked on podcast network and fan rag sports a very special episode for you on a Wednesday, February 28th, the last day of February, then we're into March, and you know what happens after that? It's April, and which is normally opening day. This year, it's actually in March, so rest assured, folks, that this upcoming month, there will be regular season baseball action. I know we've had the spring training, the exhibition games here to kind of satisfy our appetites for now, but if you're like me, you're already rearing and ready to go for the regular season to begin. Got a very special episode for you on this Wednesday. Jeff Fletcher of the Orange County Register, Angels Beat Reporter, checks in with us. We're going to chat six-man rotation uh, and the bullpen for the Angels for this upcoming season, how guys have looked like so far this spring training, only about a week and a half into things, but we'll get his thoughts on whether or not the six-man rotation is going to work, how it's going to shape up, who that sixth-man sort of hybrid role will be. How everything's going to play out before transitioning over to Jeff's thoughts on the bullpen. If Blake Parker is indeed going to be the closer come opening day and whether or not that's going to stay that way throughout the year. As we know, in 2017, Angels employed sort of a closer by committee thing. Bud Norris getting reps there. Blake Parker, of course, finished the year. Cam Bedrosian was the closer at the start of the year before his injury troubles. So a lot of different ways that the Angels could play it. Going to be fun to watch the rest of spring training as we go along. So great stuff from Jeff Fletcher. We'll also check in with Jeff to see if he's any if he's heard anything on the rumor mill about the Angels making some other moves. We did discuss the Greg Holland rumor in yesterday's episode, which, of course, if you didn't check that out, go ahead and do so. Also talk some Shohei Otani in there as well from his hitting debut. Angels were able to take care of business against the Rockies yesterday, winning by the final score of 5-2. Shohei Otani, unfortunately, not as great of a day as uh, in his previous at-bat situation on Monday. Albert Pujols factored in the lineup, hit a couple bars hard, one to deep center, another line drive right at the Rockies' third baseman, so he finishes over as well. But at least we're starting to get the starting guys involved into the lineup. We'll have actual real position player not that these guys aren't real position players but guys that we're going to see all regular season long it's exciting stuff so coming up enough about everything that I want to talk about you guys came here to hear what Jeff Fletcher has to say about the Angels rotation and about the bullpen but first you guys want to sponsor the show let me know, LockedOnAngels at gmail.com love to work with a local sponsor down there in Orange County got a diehard 
passionate fan base here tuning in each and every episode. You guys have been phenomenal. I even tweeted out some of our international listeners, some from Guatemala and the Czech Republic and Japan, Canada. No surprises for those last two, given uh, our proximity to Canada and the presence of Shohei Otani on the roster. But from the bottom of my heart, not to get too sentimental with you guys, awesome, awesome uh, listeners so far. You guys have been tuning in. It's been a ton of fun. Uh, giving you guys this podcast and just chatting Angels baseball. So if you do want to sponsor the show, know someone that might, LockedOnAngels at gmail.com. Rates are always reasonable. Here is our interview with Jeff Fletcher, talking Angels pitching staff. Talking with Jeff Fletcher from the Orange County Register. And Jeff, uh, I know we're, you, got, you got a busy schedule over there, so I just want to get right down to it. Talking specifically the Angels pitching staff uh, rotation and bullpen. We'll start with the rotation. Angels proposing uh, everything that we've heard from Mike Sosha and Billy Epler moving towards a six-man rotation this year. Much discussed topic at spring training. A lot of folks think it can't work. Everything that I've been reading from different national writers across the way. Uh, but the Angels in a unique situation. You got Shohei Otani and his dual threat ability. The health of the staff in recent years kind of eludes itself. Maybe that a six-man might work for this team. What are your thoughts on the six-man rotation, and what have you seen so far this spring? Can it actually work? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to be a pure six-man rotation in the sense of six guys going in order, one, two, three, four, five, six, over and over again. I think there's going to be a lot of skipping and juggling, and you're going to have guys, some guys are going to go on four days rest, some guys are going to go on five days rest, some guys might go on six days rest. And uh, I think, you know, they're going to they're gonna kind of use the off days whenever they can. I, I think probably ideally they'd like to have Otani pitch either before or after an off day as much as possible because he's not going to be able to hit on the days before and after right, he pitches. Right. So if you have that work out to be an off day, then you don't lose a day of his, of his possibly hitting. So I think that all that stuff is going to be factored into it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's probably not going to end up uh, with all six spots taking the same number of turns, I think that's going to be kind of a diminishing number as you go down in the down the line. And so maybe the uh, the sixth guy or whoever the sixth spot only makes maybe 16, 18 starts or something like that during the season and spends some time in the minors or maybe goes to the bullpen for a little bit. But there's a lot of different variables for how they can work it. I think the, the basic point, their basic premise is that they want to give their starters five days rest mm -hmm. as much as possible. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of off days in the schedule that allow you to do that automatically. I mean, even, you know, on a regular five-man rotation, you get five days rest pretty regularly just because of off days. So it's not like a super, super uh, dramatic change that they're making. Yeah, and, and speaking of, you know, that sixth spot and maybe uh, you kind of have a long reliever out of the bullpen to start the year, I've kind of seen that sixth spot in the rotation sort of as a hybrid role, as you just mentioned, with Parker Bridwell, J.C. Ramirez, Nick Tropiano uh, kind of vying for that last spot. I've kind of said on this podcast that I think Bridwell opens up in the rotation with Ramirez, given that he's coming back from that injury, although uh, everything that's been reported sounds like he's pretty much 100% ready to go. He'll be making a start in spring ball later this week, and I've kind of seen Tropiano starting things out in the minor leagues to start the year. 
How do you see that that final six spot sort of hybrid role in the rotation playing out and, and those three guys I just mentioned, what their roles will be to start the year? How do they look like this spring so far? Well, uh, Bridwell and Tropiano both have options. So that is one thing that definitely means that they could spend some time in the minors. Uh, J.C. Ramirez does not. J.C. Ramirez also has a history of pitching out of the bullpen, and he also has the, the arm issue, which, you know, right now they say he's fine, but you never know. And also the Angels lost Yuzmero uh, Petit out of their bullpen last year. Right. So I can very much see a scenario where J.C. Ramirez just becomes Yuzmero Petit, and he doesn't really start at all, and he just pitches in that role. I don't think they really want to bounce a guy back and forth regularly between starting and relieving, there might be a scenario where, you know, you, you're that spot doesn't come up for 12 days or something like that. And you're available in the bullpen, you know, in a, in an extra inning game or something like that, but they're not going to then make you, all right, you're the guy who's going to pitch the seventh and eighth inning. I don't think that's going to happen. So, uh, you know, I think that JC Ramirez has a good, uh, reasonable shot to, kind of drift into what years Meryl Petit was last year. And then Bridwell and Tropiano could kind of bounce back and forth between AAA and the majors in the, in the other spot. That's just kind of my guess of one scenario. Yeah, based on everything you've seen so far this spring. Um, Garrett Richards recently made his first spring training start. That was back on Sunday. Uh, looked great. Just gave up that one home run in his two innings of work to Austin Hedges. Looked like the fastball was uh, what it used to be at least um, and towards it. The end of 2017, first start of spring training, looking all right. Can he be that one or two guy in the rotation this year? And the question has always been health for Garrett Richards. But what have you seen so far from Garrett Richards that makes you optimistic for 2018? Well, I mean, if you look at Garrett Richards' history, when he's pitched, he's been good. He hasn't really, you know, even other guys like, uh, you know, Andrew Heaney, Tyler Skaggs, Matt Shoemaker, they've all had stretches where they've been out there pitching and not been pitching very well. That has not happened with Garrett Richards. He's either been good or he's been hurt. So I don't have a crystal ball. I can't tell you if he's going to get hurt again. You know, <laughs> this time last year, we didn't think he was going to get hurt because spring went flawlessly for him last year. So you just never know. Uh, he says he feels great. He says, you know, he's changed his workout routine a little bit. He's gotten more flexibility and less bulk. Uh, you know, he is going to get the extra day, like we talked about. All these things the Angels hope will make a difference, but, you know, you, you never really know. I think that you are pretty confident, though, that if he's out there pitching, he will be pitching effectively. Uh, what about those kind of – I see, in addition to Richards and Otani, I see the guys you just mentioned, Shoemaker, Skaggs, and Heaney, all being locked in to start it if they're – obviously if they're healthy to start the year, being in the rotation – who do you expect to step up as the sol the most solid out of those three? You know, a, a lot of injury history with all of those guys, which is sort of a common theme with the Angels rotation going into this spring. Um, Matt Shoemaker has pitched in the playoffs in the past and been fairly effective over the course, course of a season. Tyler Skaggs and Andrew Heaney a little more cloudy with their injury history. Uh, who do you see kind of emerging from that pack of three as the most reliable option throughout the year? Well, I would say that the the most talented guy of those three with the best raw stuff is Skaggs. And he also 
is the only one of the three that did not have an arm injury last year. He had an oblique that he missed uh-huh. half the season with. So I think you combine those two factors, and uh, if I were if I were betting on one of those three to to be the best of those three, I would probably take Skaggs. But uh, but Heaney's the guy that you know when when uh, the season started in 2016, they put Heaney as the number two starter. He started the second game of the season, so that's kind of the way the the Angels view him. And now Skaggs was not available at the time; he was still coming back from Tommy John surgery. But uh, but they certainly see Heaney as a guy that you know, in some ways, is maybe the second best pitcher uh, nine Otani division to uh, to Richards. And Shoemaker's just a guy that, uh, you know, he's had some really good stretches and some really bad stretches. He doesn't have the kind of overpowering stuff the other guys do. But uh, he's definitely shown he knows how to pitch, and he actually pitched very well for an entire Major League season, uh, you know, in, in his rookie year when he finished second in the rookie of the year voting. And that's really something that the other guys haven't done yet. So mm-hmm. you could kind of make a case for all three of them, but I, but I would take Skaggs. Yeah, Skaggs certainly, as you mentioned, definitely has the actual stuff um, and the talented arm and, and the non-injured arm, um, at least coming off of injury recently. Let's shift the focus a little bit to the bullpen. Um, a lot of talk about who the Angels' closer might be at, on opening day. I see this certainly as Blake Parker's job to lose, given how well he pitched last year. Cam Bedrosian coming off of injury. Keenan Middleton's name has been thrown in the mix, though I, I don't believe he's He's exactly ready at this stage in his career to take over that job. Jim Johnson has the experience as a, as a former closer in Major League Baseball, but as he's gotten up there in age, has struggled a bit. Do you see anyone really challenging Blake Parker for that role come opening day for the closer spot? Well, I pretty much agree with everything you just said. So, uh, I mean, it's those four guys are the ones that you think probably uh, I'd be surprised if anybody outside of those four guys uh, closes games for the Angels this year. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if any of those four uh, are at, for stretches the closer. Uh, you know, whoever's the whoever closes the first game, it doesn't mean they're going to still be closing on May 1st or August 1st. And it doesn't really matter. I think that you, you kind of go with whoever's hot, which I think is what most teams do, unless you have like a true established guy who's been a closer year in and year out. There's a difference between riding the hot closer and just using a different closer every day, which is kind of the committee thing that that uh, that some teams talk about. I don't really think the Angels are going to do that. I think they're going to pretty much pick a guy and ride him until he breaks and then switch to the next guy, which is kind of what they did last year. They started with Bedrosian, and then they went to Bud Norris, and then they went to uh, Blake Parker, so... Right, I think they'll go a similar kind of plan this year. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're definitely in agreement there. What are is there any under the radar guy that you've seen so far early on in spring training that has a chance to come out of nowhere and and make this bullpen on on the opening day roster a name that we haven't really tossed around too much? Well, first of all, you're asking me about guys that have thrown like two innings, <laughs> right? At the most. Right, <laughs> and uh, they're two innings a lot. It's against you know minor league players sometimes, so it's hard to really make any judgments about anything, but uh, I will say that the, probably the guy whose two innings have been the best two innings is Luke Bard. Who's a rule five pick that mm-hmm. the angels got, uh, you know, he's still a long shot, I think, but he's, you know, his two innings have been good. He struck out two. He's retired all six hitters. So that's about as, as good as you can ask for. And he's, he's on the 40 man roster because he's a rule five pick. So I'd say he's got a shot. But the, the problem with the Angels' bullpen is that so many of the other guys do not have options. 
So, like, say you take a guy like Noe Ramirez, you could lose him if you don't keep him on the major league team because uh-huh. he's got no options. Same with Blake Wood. Same with Jose Alvarez. Uh, obviously, Jim Johnson, Cam Bedrosian, Blake Parker. You can't option any of these guys. The only guy out of kind of the primary guys you talk about is Keenan Middleton. And you probably don't want to option him either. So it's it's tough, really, to move guys around in the bullpen unless somebody's hurt. So uh, it, it's going to be kind of an interesting puzzle they have to deal with all year because you also like to move guys up and down, you know, depending on you know, if you need an extra pitcher because you just played an extra in-game, that kind of thing. And they don't really have a lot of movable pieces. So it'll be uh, interesting to watch. Yeah, lastly, before I get you out of here, I know you got a busy schedule up there in Tempe. Um, but last episode – we. I talked about on this podcast uh, about this little John Morosi had a a rumor or a little nugget. I don't even know if you can call it a rumor about the Angels reaching out and possibly inquiring about Greg Holland. Uh, I kind of read it more as just maybe Epler and his staff doing their due diligence, checking in to see where he was at in terms of getting a deal with a new team this offseason, given how late we are into spring training. Do you see the Angels making a move for Holland, or have you heard anything else about any other arm that they might be adding, whether it's to a, their rotation or their bullpen, or do you kind of get the sense that Billy Epler, Mike Sosha, those guys that they all like, kind of where the team stands right now? Um, my sense is they like what they have, but they're going to keep in touch with everybody, basically, which is just what their job is. That's what you'd expect. They're not right. going to just shut off their phones and say, you know, we are not interested at all in Greg Holland or Lance Lynn or you know, anybody like that. They're certainly going to keep in touch with their agents and, and see if, you know, maybe the prices have changed since the last time they talked and just kind of be aware of the situation. But I don't think that that they feel that anything is uh, has been imminent or is urgent enough for them to really pursue anybody like that. I think they're probably just sort of monitoring. It's probably a better way to put it. But I wouldn't be surprised if they do, you know, end up with one of these guys at some point because all these guys are going to sign with somebody at some point. And at some point, the uh, the lines are going to intersect with the uh, the, the players and the team's uh, valuations, and you're going to get a deal. And, you know, the Angels certainly are one of the teams that is trying to win, unlike the 10 or 11 teams that aren't. <laughs> and they are certainly a team that has a little bit of financial room, uh, not a ton. And, uh, you know, they obviously have some – some spots they could fill on the pitching staff. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens, but the, what I'm hearing is that they're just kind of uh, monitoring the situation right now. Well, that's Jeff Fletcher from the Orange County Register. You guys can find him at Jeff Fletcher OCR on Twitter. Jeff, thank you very much for the time. Pleasure having you on the show. All right. Thanks for having me. All right, take it easy. And that was our conversation with Jeff Fletcher of the Orange County Register, Angels beat reporter. As I said at the closing of that interview, you can find him, Jeff Fletcher, OCR. That's his Twitter handle. He does is one of my favorite follows, if not my favorite follow when you're chatting Angels baseball. Always one of the first guys to report everything coming out of spring training and during the regular season. So incredibly thankful to Mr. Jeff Fletcher for coming on the show, taking time out of his busy schedule. I know how things are ramping up over there in Tempe. Coming up at the end of the week, we will be having another very special guest. Friday's episode, Brent McGuire, Angels prospect lead at Prospects 1500, joins us. We're going to take a deep dive into the Angels farm system, talk a lot about the top 10 prospects there. 
um, including Shohei Otani, which I don't really consider him a prospect considering he's going to be with the big league club all year. Uh, Kevin Maiton, Matt Theis, Chris Rodriguez going to be chatting Griffin Canning, the trio of talented outfielders in the Angels system, Jemai Jones, Joe Adele, and Brandon Marsh. A lot of talent in the Angels system. We're going to get Brent McGuire's thoughts. Can't wait to bring you guys that episode, as I know it's been much requested for us to do a deep dive into that Angels farm system, something we'll be doing regularly on Tuesdays during the regular season. So watch out for that Brent McGuire coming on the show. So two great guests coming at you this week, taking you into the weekend. Had two great guests last week. We hope to continue this theme of having wonderful guests on our show because we want to make this a collaborative effort. You don't always want to hear me spewing on about my thoughts on the Angels. Always nice to bring other voices into this podcast to Keep me sane. Keep me level-headed, if you will. And a lot of guys have a lot more information than I do. I'm just a very opinionated kind of guy. But that's going to do it for today's show on Wednesday, the final day of February. I'm Patrick Zajac. You can find me at other Pat Zajac on Twitter and, of course, at Locked On Angels. Be sure to follow our Twitter page for all updates regarding the show. Also, subscribe, rate us, review us on iTunes. You can find us there on Apple Podcasts. Going to be up any day now on Google Play and Stitcher so you guys can listen to it however you please and tune into the show. All updates also on our website. All episodes posted there, LockedOnAngels.com, part of FanRag Sports. Questions, comments, anything, shoot us an email, LockedOnAngels at gmail.com. I got to get out of here. Got dinner to go run to. Have a great week, everybody. Peace.